0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. The Black Health Academy is, a, is an affordable membership site and community dedicated to the eradication of chronic disease in the black community. Diseases such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, Autoimmune disease and stress-related diseases. Be sure to visit the blackhealthacademy.com to get in on the conversation and to enroll in the academy. Welcome to the podcast. I will be your host and Black Health Academy founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with J. On today's episode, we kind of have an action packed agenda for you guys. We're going to deep dive a little bit into nutrition with regard to dairy because that seems to be a hot topic in our own individual circles right now. A lot has been coming up about dairy so we're going to tackle that here for you on today's episode. Deep dive into one of our new signature methods. You will be surprised to learn that these three particular characteristics are directly linked to failure with regard to weight loss, uh, health, and overall business and entrepreneurship as well. And then we're going to tackle on of course our driven segment followed by wait what but before we do i got reminded recently jay about the continual inconsistencies and just the disparities amongst like a black community versus a suburban Mm -hmm. non-black community i was leaving a client no i was leaving a speaking engagement recently in uh west bloomfield And so from those of you who are not from Michigan, West Bloomfield is a suburb, uh, about 20, 25 minutes outside of Detroit, um, higher socioeconomic status, higher education level. Um, So, you know, one of those communities where you'll see like a ski store, a soccer Mm -hmm. store. But I saw a business, a a brand called NeuroCore. And I'm like, what is NeuroCore, right? Mm -hmm. And so... It's actually a business that's dedicated to brain health. And so what? so NeuroCore is where um, individuals can go to get uh, their brain performance tested. Wow. And so they have a 45-minute neurofeedback and biofeedback sessions, it says, that takes advantage of your brain's ability to change its neuroplasticity. So I was, I don't know why <laughs> I was so like dumbfounded by this, but you know how we already have talked about and said very clearly that, you know, our children are interested in soccer and skiing and golf too, but you're only going right. to find soccer and ski and golf stores and, mm-hmm. you know, these suburban high income neighborhoods. But when I saw Neurocore, it just kind of threw me off my square. Cause I'm like, We didn't even know this was available to us. Like, you can go and get your brain tested, all this EKG testing, and they help to treat things like autism and anxiety, depression, from, like, advanced brain testing. You will never see a NeuroCore in Detroit. You will never see a NeuroCore in a medium suburb of Detroit. No, you won't. And I was just like... Where exactly? What You said... West Bloomfield. It was like Orchard Lake and Maple. Okay, got it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm sick of it. Wow.
1: That, that's one of those things where you're like, um, what came first? You know, the chicken or the egg? Because it's like, do we not get these things because they were once... Not necessarily that particular thing, but things of that nature. It was available to us and we didn't uh, patronize it. Or because it was never available to us. B, don't even try it. Really? We
0: advanced brain testing for the I'm black not saying community? advanced
1: as brain testing, but I'm saying anything regarding preventative health or... You know, not necessarily holistic health, but thing along that path, Did was there ever a point where it could have been?
0: No. I'll answer that for you. No. <laughs> Fix your sad face. There's, there's no <laughs> way. There's, there's absolutely no way anything like NeuroCore will ever be offered in a black community. where our, our brain health is not valued in that way. Just like you'll probably never see a golf store. There's just like, oh, they don't do that. They're not into that. Or they don't deserve that type of testing. It actually says with biofeedback, you learn to breathe deeper and slower to maximize your heart function, allowing proper blood flow and oxygen flow.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like float therapy. I didn't know it existed exactly. until I you know, went on a certain website and saw it. It's not like I just rolled by a float therapy studio. Exactly. Was, yeah, you're right. And so
0: it's funny to me how our idea of health and it's just pretty much limited to eat a certain way and exercise where other individuals in these other communities, okay, We're hip to yoga now. We're hip to meditation, but they're going to float therapy. They're going to Neurocore to get their brain neuroplasticity tested. They're doing acupuncture. Exactly. You
1: know. Yeah,
0: their health treatments are totally like different. And it's one thing to know things exist, and you just decide that that's not for you. But to know stuff don't exist, I just got upset. It's okay.
1: Okay. Now we know. So if anyone's listening that's interested. It's in West Bloomfield, and it's available to you.
0: It's, <laughs> there. You go, and they have multiple <laughs> locations. It turns out, but I was just like, "What in the devil?" Anyway, <laughs> so that's my that's my thing. Um, you want to delve into Driven? Sure. All right, Driven is our segment where we highlight an individual in the uh, African American or Black community who has made a significant impact on uh, health, wellness, or medicine. And um, I'm excited to talk about Dr. Charles Drew today, um, who was a huge uh, impact in the health and wellness field by creating a more uh, efficient way to do blood transfusions and to store blood. Mm -hmm. So um, he was an American physician and he died really young. He was born in 1904, died in 1950. Um, But he researched the field of blood transfusions, developing improved techniques for blood storage. And I was reading about his life. And one of the things that was exceptionally uh, saddening to me was that... um, he improved all the ways that we store blood and we transfuse blood uh, amongst individuals mm-hmm. in the African American or excuse me in the medical field overall but he re- he used to work for the American Red Cross and he resigned after the American Red Cross decided that they wanted to separate mm-hmm. African American blood from other people's blood and initially they said they didn't want to use African American blood in transfusions at all and then they came back and said well we'll use it in other African Americans but then we want to keep it completely separate. And
1: what's interesting to me about that is that they didn't want to use our blood, but our breast was feeding their children with our milk. Hello. It's like, you know, I know that when you are racist or when you will just have a bias against a certain thing that you don't even take, you know, take that into consideration. It's yep. just you're just blinded by all these different belief systems that somebody may have put upon you like you you were raised that way or your parents may have even told you this is what it is and this is what they are and you never even took the time to even consider those things but it's such a ridiculous thing it's such a ridiculous notion to think that our blood is any different from yours and even if it is then why are we um, doing all these things to uh, to take care of your children and to raise your children up and to, to be a part of. It's, it's, every time I think about it, I was in Kroger today, this morning, and I was looking for a tea, a mint tea. <laughs> and uh, one of the tea was called plantation tea. Mm. And I just instantly got so mad. And I was thinking, like, I, I can't believe I'm still not over. Like, I can't. I wasn't there. Be? Yes. Because so many people, I'm not saying I should be, but so many people are like that. You know, that was so long ago or, you know, it has nothing to do with the people that are here now, right. but I
0: just still feel it. I still feel the anger, the resentment. And you feel bias. it in ways you don't even know, right? The residual effect. You feel it because there's no neural core in your own backyard, right? We're still right. being devalued. We're exactly. still extremely and being in subtle ways yeah. and very subtle ways and very not so subtle ways. And there's uh, plenty of institutional racism and biases that we've been subject to. Um, sometimes without us knowing mm-hmm. right you know from getting um, accepted for something we apply for all the way to plantation tea mm-hmm. you know it's just and then I was thinking like well Dr. Charles Drew you should let them separate our blood but for the opposite reason like all right we're too superior for you to have access to our you know what I mean but I can't even imagine the frustration when you're working in the field trying to save lives and, you know, the American Red Cross comes and says, oh, their blood is not good enough for our people. Mm-hmm. And now continue to save everyone. What? Yeah, that's just,
1: I mean, that goes along with all the other things we've experienced. There's really not, nothing really that different about it. You know, you can work for us. You can be around us. But, you know, you can't be part of us. Uh, you know, it's it's just, it's just part of us. It's It's crazy because. It's part of our culture and it's the reason why we don't have culture. It's it's the, it's, it's, you know, I, it makes me so sad when there's, we don't have culture as a a black community, black Americans, you know, we, it's like, if you live over here, this is, this is what your, your environment says you are. If you have two parents, this is who, you know, society says you are. If you went to this school, this is what um, media says you are. And we have no real substance to, to, to fall back on. We don't have real culture to fall back mm-hmm. on. We, we're just a product of whoever or whatever.
0: Wherever we are we're, at the time. At, right. Right. And you know, um, I think I told you a long time ago when I used to live in China, uh, someone came up to me inside of a, um, a bar and this gentleman, and I couldn't even tell what race he was or what country he was from. But he's like, Where are you from? And I was like, Oh, I'm American. And he's like, No. Where are you from? Like, where's your people from? Where's your roots, your heritage from? And I was so embarrassed to say I didn't know, right? Mm So um, fast forward to uh, two weeks ago, I was in class. I was in a tutoring class for my uh, molecular biology class. uh, And the tutor was just randomly going around the room asking everybody where they were from. Right. And it was clear that it was like, you know, your root your people. So um, you know, one girl's like, Oh, I'm Irish and this and my people come from this country and then another girl's like, Oh, you know, I'm, you know, Pakistani, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's going around. Then he's like, Lisa, where are you from? And it took everything in me mean, not to fib so I wouldn't be embarrassed. And I was like, I just mailed off to find out like a week ago. Cause I did, it's this website called 23 and me and they send you, you know, the kit, you swab your mouth and the, what, what I like about this kit, cause you can also do like ancestry.com. But what I like about this one is they offer, you can just get your ancestry or you can get your ancestry and your health. Okay. Right. So I just literally spit into a tube and mailed it off for my DNA stuff. So I'm waiting for it to come back now, but I was so embarrassed when he asked people that in the class, what
1: was the reaction?
0: No, nothing. He's like, oh, okay. And they moved on. But that's always been a big deal for me. Like, you're right. We don't have any connections to our history and our culture. And it's like, where are you from? Right. You know that it's, it's embarrassing. And one, one of my um, cousins is dating a young woman from Africa. Um, she's from Central Africa. And we were all at family dinner um, two Sundays ago. And she went, went around the table and told all of us what country it looked like we were from in Africa just by looking at us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. She's like, you look like the people of Nigeria. You look like the people of, you know, Central Africa. You look like the people of Ghana. And I was like, this is too stupid. That we don't know. That we right. don't know. I'm like, I cannot wait for this <laughs> DNA testing to come back because it's always a very embarrassing question for me.
1: Yeah. But back to... Um... Charles Drew. One of the things that really saddened me about it is that he died in 1950, and that's the same year that they um, discontinued the separation, the segregation. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Uh, it doesn't show the month that it happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever even got to see. Right. You know. Right. That his dreams coming to fruition, but he had already resigned. So even if he would have seen it come to. Mm-hmm. It was like too little, too late. Not for us, yeah.
0: but you know. But not only that too, it's one of those things like they changed the law and the rule, but socially we haven't changed yet. So I think it's just like when all of a sudden they stopped segregation and kids can now go to any school they wanted. It's not like everybody was like, we welcome Welcome you. you. I'm pretty sure people were still like, no, I don't want their blood. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like it still takes a minute for socially for it to adjust. So it would be nice if he could have really seen like people like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter.
1: Right, you absolutely, know, absolutely, absolutely. I know
0: there's some cultures who don't even believe in uh, blood transfusion. Well, I know Jehovah's yeah, Witnesses do yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, um,
1: yeah. Well, thank religion. you to Charles Drew for your contribution and staying driven and showing us that we don't have to um, to settle, and we don't, and more importantly, we don't have to. Go against our core values to, to remain important. It's not like once he said, "Oh, I'm done with this," that he lost any of his respect. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, "I'm done with this." You know, I don't like the segregation. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't stand by it. I'm out. And he still remains. Uh, you know, he still kept his integrity and he still kept his respect. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons that I'm like really impressed by Charles Drew.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That was one of the biggest messages in Black Panther. Um, when Killmonger, the villain, you know, said basically throw me over with my ancestors before I stay in bondage. And it's the same thing, um, that I talked about on the radio show Saturday is that how many of us will be loyal enough to our core values to be able to risk our lives. And sometimes it's not your literal life. You know, maybe you risking your job, maybe you risking your relationship or some type of social acceptance just to stand behind your core values.
1: Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's kind
0: of a big deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: it's easy to say what okay. you do and don't believe in, what you will and won't do. Until it comes down <laughs> to it. But when something's on the line, right. you know, it was, yeah. Right, let me rethink that. Right, right. <laughs> or. or people don't know where you stand and you just stay silent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And just conform. Mm -hmm. So yeah, having core values that you adhere to, I think takes a really strong person. So thank you, Charles Drew, for being one of those examples for us and helping to move medicine and health forward and being able to stand by your core values and risk your whole career and your reputation to do so. Absolutely. Yes. So now... Wait, what? what? I have a very short wait what. So wait what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, Wait, wait what? what? Okay, you first or me first? You can go.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm at um the dollar store, right? So I'm in there grabbing a few things, and um the lady next to me. So do you remember a while ago I was telling you about I was in our van mm-hmm. and the girl was like, "Are you vegan?" And I got like super excited and my face lit up. I was like, "Yes, how do you know?" And she was like, "Oh, your your keychain." And I was <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I thought it was my aura. I thought it was my skin I didn't know what it was, but I was super disappointed." Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I was at the dollar store and the lady next to me was like, "Do you work out?" again, again, <laughs> fell for it. I fell for it. I was like, well, <laughs> since you asked, yes, yes, I do. And I was like, how do you know? Because now I'm in, you know, jeans and I'm, my coat is on and I didn't know how she knew. I was like, yeah, I work out. You know, how do you know? She was like, you wearing a headset. I-, I figured that you probably was, uh, you know, at the gym. When I say, <laughs> I'm so disappointed, it <laughs> irritated. Like, ma'am, you saw my face later. You knew I was wanting and needing some validation right and now. And you go say, I was "Oh, very head evident head. from." Yeah, I, I thought it was so much more deeper than that. I'm so sick of running around thinking that my healthy lifestyle is shown. It's about yeah. That's just like radiating through. <laughs> <laughs> the the cosmic, whatever. Like you could have just gave me something more. She's like, nah. People, regular people, don't run around wearing headsets. Yes, you must name. be coming
0: straight from or on your way to. It was so legitimately
1: disappointing. Like I. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nice little blow to the ego. It was
1: a nice little blow to the ego. I'm like, it's something about my walk and
0: something. Something about is giving me. away the that I let as I made
1: when I walk past you. Nah. So, yeah, she didn't validate
0: me at all. So, yeah. All that's right. my weight. What? Okay. Well, hey, things happen. Yeah, they do. Mine is really short and sweet. We, you know. We talked about sororities Mm -hmm. on a couple uh, episodes back and um, because you was thinking about um, impersonating one. I still am. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Something to mull over. Um, So a client of mine recently went to a Delta event. And the name of this event, drum roll, please. Was chitlins and champagne.
1: You said it wasn't nothing funny. It was no big deal. You just want to put it out there. I'm sick of it. No, I'm not acknowledging it. Jay. No, no. You knew that that was outrageous. You knew it was not something (laughs) short and sweet. Jay. That's something to ruin my whole entire day, today, tomorrow, and the next day.
0: Listen, I just want to put the small print in. Listen, this is nothing against Delta. I'm not a Delta. I don't know any, but I mean, I'm sure I know some, but. It's not against you guys as an organization. You do great things for the community, for each other. But this is an annual event that they have. Chitlins. What does that even called mean? called Chitlins and Champagne? What does it mean? I said this is wrong on so many levels. A mostly Black organization, and we're caught. We have an event called Chitlins and Champagne. Really? <laughs> Say it ain't so. They got tickets. On- no. Oh. No. They sell tickets every year. Um, it's a semi-formal event, and it's an annual event. And I asked my client, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's obvious, but did they really serve chitlins? She's like, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. oh man, I was hoping it was some type of metaphor. Play on something. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They no.
0: see, is they secretly disguising kale or something? No, chitlins and champagne every year. I said, this has to stop.
1: And I usually believe whatever you say at face value, but I'm gonna go have to have to Shut up. I'm serious. Like no, I just got a little research. Yeah, I feel like you just fell short of a weight what and you just decided
0: to I didn't. Push out value. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anybody who's a delta out there, if you I mean, talk to your people. We this is the Black Health your people Academy. Talk to your people. And have your people talk to your people because we Shit can't it's our responsibility at the Black Health Academy to make sure that we're, you know, guiding everyone in the right direction. And I feel like events like Chilling's and Champagne is undoing all the work we strive to do every oh, day. Yeah,
1: one step forward, three steps back. Hundred percent. Absolutely. So that's that. All right, that happened. Yeah. We we'll had no one particular
0: to point the finger at, so we get, we have to move on. Oh yeah, this is the whole organization that needs to get taken down. Right, chillin so we, a yeah, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do because we got to go to the top for that one because nobody <laughs> has sat in a meeting year after year and said, "Guys, enough is enough." All of us are dying of heart disease and obesity, and we still show That's right. This is just plain embarrassing. Plain, furthermore, old
1: school, just
0: oh, straightforward. You're right. I'm um, too deep. It's just flat out embarrassing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm just leave it at that. Yeah. Anywho. All right, first topic in hand, so I want to talk about um labels mm. all right, so previously we did a, a episode um a few i'm sorry we did a podcast a few episodes back talking about labels and how people always want to like kind of identify what the label am I vegan? am i vegetarian am i uh whatever and we're like, you know just be you and stop worrying so much about labels so recently um i did an event um this weekend and you know as we were setting up the event um someone came in and and his mom was there and she was like you know my son i don't know why she was telling this because she didn't know anything about my health Mm-hmm. Or my, you know, my diet or whatever. She's like, you know, my son's vegan. I'm so sick of, oh, because the food was there. And she had to talk about how it had to make sure that fruit and stuff like that, vegan options were there. She was like, yeah, my son is vegan. I'm so sick of gams and black beans and like, oh, quinoa, blah, 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 She was just saying like, oh my God, like he, he's grown. He's like 24. He's okay. a, Uh no, he's turning 30 actually. Oh, okay. Um, and she was like, uh, you know, it's just uh, crazy how much like he's so particular about this and that. And so uh Taj was like, Oh, my sister is vegan. So I was I was like, Hey fellow vegan. And then um, uh, you know, my I was like, Mind, tell, you know, you're vegan too or whatever. She was like, you know, no I'm not. Right. She was like, I don't like putting labels on me and um uh, and he was like, Yeah, I know that's right. Uh I'm just, you know, I'm just me. And I was just thinking at that instant, I was like, you know what? I'm sick of people not Wanting to put labels on themselves. I realize that it's a cop-out mm-hmm. for the most part. And I feel like labels are important. I feel like the very opposite of what I said on, on that episode. Mm-hmm. I realize that labels are equal to accountability. Mm-hmm. When you say you are vegan or you're a vegetarian or you're a doctor or you're a wife or you're a mother or you are a um, scientist whatever, you're automatically held to a certain standard Mm -hmm. and I think that when people say I'm not vegan or I'm not vegetarian that gives you the opening that when someone brings a slice of pizza or slice of cheesecake and you feel weak in that moment you can say oh I'm not vegan Mm -hmm. I'm not vegetarian oh no 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 no." And, and what that does is it sets you back because Because I'm vegan, Mm -hmm. even though I may see you with a slice of cheesecake and be salivating over it, because I said I'm vegan, I'm not going to do certain things. And because I'm not going to do certain things, I get certain benefits. Right. You get what I'm saying? I do. So when you put a title on certain things, I don't do, because I'm a mother, I don't do certain things. I don't say certain things. Right. You know, and it's not because I don't want to, it's because now I am this and this is is expected of me. Yes. So I, I have a different, um, I have a different take on titles. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I I think I, I agree with you that um, they come with accountability, just like you said, and they come with a certain uh, set of core values that are built in mm-hmm. to whatever the title is, right? Um, and I think that's why we put so many different titles on a pedestal, just how mm-hmm. we put judges or police officers mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. lawyers or doctors on a pedestal, because also you know publicly and socially we attach a certain amount of core values to those titles Mm -hmm. and so you're right when you don't adopt the title you're kind of letting yourself off the hook when you Mm -hmm. decide that day not to adhere to them so I do agree with you and I think um when we talk about the titles and not believing you have to have one um it's so that you can When I think when we were saying it, because the reason the conversation came up is because a client of mine had gave up dairy, but she hadn't gave up meat and she had asked, what am I? Right. Right. Um, in her case, it wasn't so she could cheat. It was so she could explain to other people what she does Mm -hmm. with her life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're absolutely right. We should have titles to a certain extent because it creates that extra layer of, this is what I will and won't stand for. Right. Right. And, um, but at the same time, there needs to be a fine line and an understanding about that gray area saying, I'm also human. And, oh, just because so-and-so was a doctor or a lawyer or a priest and they molested a kid or a coach at a big college and they molested a boy, why would we think that was beneath them? Right, right, and so there definitely does need to be some type of gray area because you can say you shouldn't do that, you're a coach, we entrust you with our children, but you just shouldn't do that because it's a horrible thing to do right i I get
1: that part, but I think as a coach, as a priest, you should be held responsible for so you should never do that, like, yeah, you are a priest and a coach, and you're not God, right, of course, right. But I would rather think because you're a preacher or a coach that you wouldn't do that and then let the people that entrust their kids and stuff to you do their own work behind the scenes versus giving you a pass. Like, for instance, me being vegan, I know people are watching me. I know that they are, you know, going home modeling some of the things that I do. Right. And, and, and probably reiterating some of the things that I say to someone else right so when I say I'm vegan or I say I'm a uh you know into nutrition or I say that um I'm into health or I'm health conscious or I'm a fitness whatever it is I know that when I'm in front of you and when I'm doing certain things that people are watching so with that title you should be held to a certain standard by other people and you should always keep that in mind right so when you are a basketball court you are you you are a, a doctor. Yeah, we know doctors smoke, but you shouldn't do it in front of people. Yeah. So you need to. And not only is it your influence, but who who's going to teach? It's like your there's credibility.
0: Students around you when you say I'm this or I'm that. Right. So kind of like the whole debate about celebrities being idolized and mentors and what they should or shouldn't do because of their celebrity yeah. status. When you
1: when you're a celebrity, you need to step up to the plate and know that people are watching you. You are now this famous uh singer you are now this famous like you know like the disney the disney kids we know that there a lot of disney quote-unquote kids are 17 18 19 with their own lives right but you're now disney yes now you have to in public adhere to what's expected of you or you know don't don't try to you know what i'm saying you can't say oh i'm on disney but I'm not Disney. Right. It doesn't work. That it doesn't way. work that
0: way. And then there's a lot of titles and positions like that, that just comes with being an influencer. You're an yeah. influencer, whether You're you, influencer, ask, whether for you it or not. ask for it or not. for it or Right. So at that point, it does go back to where, who are you truly and what, you know, not legacy, but what lessons or things do you want to teach people inadvertently through your actions?
1: And what do you want to teach yourself? Because I've said that I am certain things, my actions follow. And then when I follow it up with my actions, my mindset follows my actions. So it's it's a constant learning and teaching process. That's
0: right. It truly is. It truly is a constant learning and teaching process because... It still sometimes takes willpower to say no to things that you exactly. even though we've been doing this for a long time. Exactly. Sometimes it does take willpower. And so if we can consistently keep that in play because mm-hmm. we're being an example to others, um, but also because we've been an example to ourselves and either way, whichever characteristic you practice is going to grow. So you can either be disciplined and be structured and set an example for the people that's watching Uh, Or you can be weak and drop the ball, whether you do that in public or in private. But either way, you're pouring into that characteristic. Exactly. So you have to uh, be conscious of that, too. Like, forget who's watching also this behavior.
1: Yeah. Like, I went to Kroger the other night. I had this extreme taste for nachos. I went to Kroger by me and... Um, I know they serve tofu tofuti, that's a you know dairy free sour cream, yeah, and I was looking for that tree line um cheese that's uh-huh. um, dairy free, but it's you know made by cashews or whatever. And I just had this big imagination what um what I was gonna make. and, and when I got there, zero, nothing was there. Mm-hmm. nothing, not the tofuti, not the cheese I mean, I couldn't find anything. And I ended up getting something totally different. I didn't say, oh, I'm gonna get some sour cream and regular because. You know, it was like, okay, I'm vegan. I don't eat that.
0: Right. So that all of a sudden becomes no longer an option and, for and, me. Exactly. Nachos are off the table so it tonight.
1: Strengthen my results for the next time I have to. Okay. You now, you have to go to a whole other Kroger Absolutely. And, and get it the next day. So I think, you know, why you don't have to be jailed by it because sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You know what? I had the taste for this. And yeah, I know that they put, um, like a black bean burger, you know, you know I went to a restaurant. And it's like, oh, you know, this black bean burger, um, they put butter on it or something. I'm or like, they make it what? with an egg, right? Right. And it's like, you know what? I won't die. Uh-huh. I won't die from this. But it doesn't make you any less vegan. But it doesn't. I, I absolutely, I'm still
0: vegan. Right, right. So. Yeah. And I don't
1: understand It should be why. on the flip side for me. Not say I'm not vegan. So I can do whatever I want. It's like I'm vegan. And sometimes if if the stars don't align for me. for me to get this black bean burger dairy free I won't die from that
0: you're exactly right and that takes us right into dairy uh what we I wanted to dive into really quickly but oh one last point I want to make about that it made me think about when you were talking about well I know some doctors smoke cigarettes but I don't want to see them doing it uh when you talked about being in therapy Mm -hmm. and you were like uh, I think it was one therapist that you had. You didn't like the way she was dressed or something. You was yeah, like her she presentation had
1: on her like ten bangles. <laughs> or, I was like you look like my like you don't look like uh, somebody who can influence. I don't want your influence. I want you to look <laughs> like you're wiser than me. <laughs> right. I don't like it. Yeah. She had big hoop earrings. I just couldn't.
0: And I never for, uh, forget when you told me that like it doesn't matter what you do in your private life it's behind closed doors, and I'm not. Um, you know, ignorant to the fact that there's probably a ton of crap you do that probably doesn't align right. with my vision of a therapist or a doctor or whatever, but I don't want to see it. And I don't want to see signs of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: want to see my therapist crying about her relationship. I'm here for you to fix mine. I'm pretty sure you have all type of struggles in your <laughs> private life, but I don't want to see you going over your man. I or, don't want to be privy know? to it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I never, never forgot that. That's so true. And so, um, that helped me as a trainer and a business owner mm-hmm. because you'll never see me not be able to demo exercise or eating, you know, you, people know, I tell people all the time, I eat donuts, you know, I eat salmon every now and then I don't lie about it, but you're going to see me really displaying the stuff that you're trying to attain.
1: Yes. I, this is what I meant to say too. Remember that time we did um, Detroit Fit Mob? Yes. And we went to uh, Go Smoothies. You bought everybody smoothies. Yeah. And I seen this vegan chocolate cake that I wanted. And you was like, no. Get that another time. You cannot display that in front of these people who are watching us. Like, <laughs> so do you remember that? Yeah. You were like, no, no, Jay. Because I'm like, oh, vegan German chocolate cake. Like, I was about to smash. Like, they don't know that, number one. They can't. You're not here yet. Like you can't
0: do what I do. You can't do it. So It
1: was like at that time. It was like no. Represent for what we're trying. We want them to kind of emulate.
0: That's right. That's right. And we don't make it a secret that we have dessert sometimes. Right. But you're gonna know that my good heavily outweighs my bad. Right. Right. And that's what I'm trying to get you to. And it's not. That's really true. That's our core values. That's what we practice. And so that's what makes that vegan chocolate cake every now and then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't the, feel it was like a
1: wrong moment. It was the wrong time. moment. No, it's not the time to demonstrate. That's right. Um, we have cheap days. That's or whatever. right. It was like, now it's time to be an example.
0: Here's another great story about being an example. Then we're going to move on to dairy. Um, <laughs> You know, Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of uh-huh, eat, uh-huh. pray, love. And she, her most recent book, I believe is called the big magic, Right. So Oprah tapped her to go on tour for super soul Sunday mm-hmm. with her, um, or super soul tour, whatever Oprah had going on. And so it was this big tour. Oprah brought a lot of speakers with her and they, you know, we're going to be in front of thousands of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people speaking. And Oprah was bringing out all these awesome people. So one of those people was Elizabeth Gilbert. And so she, during this interview, she was talking about how, you know, she was backstage. She was preparing for Oprah to um, introduce her and she was backstage and she was really getting nervous, palms sweating, heart racing, butterflies in her stomach. And she was like, oh my God, can I do this? You know, this is Oprah's audience. Oprah really, really, Oprah really, really, you know, must believe in me to think mm-hmm. that I'm worthy of speaking in front of all of her people. Because mm-hmm. it's essentially like if, you know, Lady Lady O says it, it's credible. If Lady O say this the book of the year or whatever, people run out and get it. So Elizabeth Gilbert was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is a big deal. She had wrote this speech. She had been practicing it for months. So she said she was backstage. She was having a conversation with herself and she was going back and forth in her head. And she said she was like, okay, all right. I'm nervous. I'm super nervous. And you know what? That's okay. I'm human. And it actually might work in my favor for for people to see how nervous I am and to be really transparent about my emotions Mm -hmm. and, and tell them like, that's really healthy. People like to know you're human too and blah, blah, blah. So what's wrong with that? And then she said another voice in her head was like, But now ain't the time, Mother Effer. You better go out (laughs) here and show all the courage and everything that you have. Don't you show an ounce of weakness? And I just cracked up so hard at that interview because first of all, I didn't expect that's where she was going, you know. And she's just like, "Now wasn't the time to be weak. Now it was the time to get on that stage and blow it out of the water and make people believe and motivate and inspire. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the time to show vulnerability. So that's exactly." You know, what we were talking about. Right, exactly. It's not the time. And whether it's
1: not the time for you or it's not the time for other people, sometimes, more importantly, it's not the time for you. Have you reached a stage where you say, I haven't had dairy in five months. I can have some because I know right. that I, I
0: can do this now. That's right. If you're two weeks in, it's not the time. It's not the time. But if you see your leader for lack of a better word doing it it automatically gives you permission yeah like exactly. oh well if lisa can eat that i guess i can have some too that not recognizing that our journeys are not parallel
1: that we used to be i know that used to be my biggest thing do you i saw on facebook that's why i had to like keep a separate page i saw that you went on had some wine you told me not to have wine you know and i'm like because You'll have wine and not go to the gym in the morning, <laughs> right? You know what I'm or your wine is followed up by a whole day of drinking juice, no water. Or you might get hungry when you sip, take a shot of tequila and j- eat chicken wings, right? But you're not gonna eat, uh, right? You know, I'm still gonna order a salad with a black <laughs> bean patty on it or something. So, yeah, so yeah, just uh, the point is when you commit to something, commitment. Like they say, write things down. That's important. But also the power of the spoken word. I am a person with whatever it is. I'm a person with integrity. I'm a person who values my health, and my diet is top priority. I don't eat meat, or I don't eat dairy. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat processed food. Like say it so that you can believe it. Because if you're just like, I don't, I don't like titles, then that. That opens the gateway to so many other yes, things.
0: Yes, yes. Not using titles. You're right. is a gateway to being whatever the whatever the day decides it wants mm-hmm. you to be that day. It's,
1: okay, take it. Okay, take it a step further. Mm-hmm. Not that we need to elaborate anymore, but I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna go ahead
0: and do this. Oh, and nothing wrong with a little over elaboration.
1: You know. Uh huh. Why do people want commitment? No, I don't want to just be the girl you kick it with. I need to, for you to say I'm your girlfriend or I'm your what because. With that title becomes expectation. That's right. That's when right. you say you're, I'm your girlfriend or I'm your man, then that changes the dynamics of what's expected of you. That's right. You
0: know what I'm saying? Yep. So, And that's why people don't want the title. Exactly. Because they don't want the responsibility. Exactly. You know, of coming home at a certain time and answering your text. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's about to get personal. Right. <laughs> It's about
1: to get real personal. Right. I'm like, pause that, Lisa. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> right. We're still doing the pie. <laughs> right.
0: Right. I got to run some stuff by it. It but
1: yeah, titles, they they really do, you know, reinforce beliefs. Absolutely. And they, they reinforce um, consequences almost. You oh, know? Because yes. Absolutely. When you don't have a belief system or if you do have a belief system and then you allow yourself to just... Straddle the fence. Or as somebody else said, split the baby. You can't split the baby. I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> I've too... never heard that phrase. That too...
0: <laughs> it's kind of morbid. Yeah. But I get it. <laughs> <laughs> can't split the baby. You can't split the baby. Yeah. You know, so, pick a side. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think we negated our, the episode that we did about this, you know, making it very clear that if you are a person who don't eat dairy, but you still eat meat, you don't have to have a title. Mm-hmm. But just know if... It, there are some titles that you should have and adhere to and you shouldn't just drop them because you want to do something that goes against that title. But I
1: also think it's a personality thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I think some people definitively need a title mm-hmm. depending on who they are. Like me, you know, I can't, I'm not a weaning person. Mm-hmm. I need all or nothing. When I gave up meat, it was 100%. Right. When I gave up there, it was 100%. Because the type of person I am, if I say... I'm gonna dibble and dabble. I'll do more dibbling. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there, I need a I need concrete things that I will. Right. And won't I need a do. line drawn but in some the some People can say, okay, I'm gonna go from ten cigarettes to five to three to none. Right. Me, if I stopped if I smoked and I stopped, I would need to stop like flat yeah. Flat out. Yeah. Cold turkey. I'm no so longer you, a smoker. I'm no longer a smoker starting you know i always need to start date right
0: starting february
1: like that's that's what
0: works for me right so it's
1: also about knowing yourself as well
0: i agree i agree all right let's delve uh, quickly into dairy because i want to uh clear up or at least educate about the perils of dairy and why we don't suggest it uh as most people know the dairy is not apart i'm loving that perils <laughs> what
1: <laughs> we can end the podcast there listen <laughs> anytime so you use peril in some of the same practice right. don't do it the major
0: right? consequences right are putting this extremely toxic food in your body so i'm just going to run down some facts really quickly um and then we can even make some suggestions on things mm-hmm. you can do as you're transitioning out of dairy um so Why do we suggest going 100% dairy-free? One of the differences, a lot of people don't know this too, Jay, the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian. I got asked that a couple times. And so uh, one of the major differences between a vegan and vegetarian is a vegan strives Mm -hmm. to not consume any animal products, including dairy Mm -hmm. uh, and eggs. So dairy is a big one. Just to be clear too- Eggs are not dairy. Mm-hmm. Eggs come from a chicken. Dairy comes from a cow. So it's important too to understand, you know, but well, they're together in a grocery store. Yep, they did a great job they of training you to believe. Yes. yes. But no, eggs are not dairy. Um, So dairy, the way we consume it uh, comes from a cow. And when we say dairy also... To be clear, we're only talking about cow's milk or anything made from cow's milk, whether that be ice cream, yogurt, cream, you know, coffee creamer, um, anything made from cow's milk. So when we say dairy, we're not referring to almond milk or cashew milk or hemp milk or soy milk. We're only talking about the stuff that comes from a cow uh, or a goat, any animal. And so one of the biggest issues with dairy, and we can just go back and forth and I'll do the first one, is that um, humans should not be consuming another animals' milk, right? Mm -hmm. As mammals, we all make our own milk for our young. So all of our breasts, whether it's a cow or a human, makes milk for our infants, right? And so the milk that your your body makes, the nutritional cocktail of that milk is designed for your baby's growth. Mm -hmm. So a cow or a calf, when it's born, it's about 90 pounds. And over the course of just a couple of months, it is going to grow several hundred pounds. And so that the milk that a calf gets from its mother has all the nutrients in it designed for that growth rate, right? Along a lot of times with a lot of other stuff that they pump into the cows, like antibiotics and hormones. So we do not need another cow's milk because we make our own. And milk is only designed for infancy. So adults don't drink milk. Cows don't even drink milk. Calves do, mm-hmm. but cows don't.
1: You know what's interesting about that is that Morgan, um, you know, she is eleven years old and her she's shaped like me, you know. And she recently told me, well, a couple of days ago, she actually told me that someone in her school called said she looked her body was shaped like a boy, um, due to her breast size. And I had to explain to her that um she's developing like children did. Uh, years ago before they started implementing all these different steroids and anti- antibiotics and all these different things into our diet and I told her that most kids these days are overdeveloped. they have actual steroids in their system they're drinking you know milk in excess they sh- you shouldn't have it at all but they're definitely drinking in excess um due to uh all of the campaigning of milk, you know, got milk and all these different ways that the, the dairy industry has came up with getting you to feel like dairy is a necessary part of your diet. And so I was telling her that, you know, she has to always bear in mind that she's probably not going to develop the way a lot of kids are because she doesn't eat the way a lot of kids eat, mm. you know? And I had to tell her like, don't, <laughs> and i had to get a little uh you know a little pat myself on the back i was like morgan first of all i'm your mom i don't got no big butt and no big hips and all of that so you gotta always keep that in mind you're not going to look all bo- booty licious. right okay no matter what right i said however when i was in school i was what they considered a skinny child i was like now the kid, the, the women i went to school with will pay good money to look like me mm. i was like you have to be patient with your journey appreciate your body for what it is now i was like trust me if i went to my high school reunion mm. i'm going to be oh, probably the top 10 of uh who looks outstanding right as far as who, how i took care of my body mm-hmm. i was like so just be patient you're going to fill out in the right places but you're not going to be um you're not going to be uh, super curvy and shapely. Super curvy and super shapely, and especially not now. Especially but it's not after getting all... those hormones in your diet. Right, but it's all going to pan out. But one of the things um, you said about dairy, um, so I'm going to go on to the next thing is, you know, inflammation. We always talk about that, but what? what I just I read some. I look at so many food documentaries, and it's just crazy how one of the first things they snatch out of your body if you were to go to a doctor that really cared about you is dairy mm-hmm. and and uh, any dairy product and meat as well. Mm-hmm. But anytime someone asks me, you know... And They say it proudly, and I hate to be the one that says, uh, That's not that impressive. When
0: it, I stopped eating red meat, mm. I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, uh, I yeah, it. I cringe that I stopped eating red meat too. I
1: just like because oh, I think good. almost chicken is
0: almost worse because people, so many people stop eating red meat, it's more mass produced, exactly. It's more mass produced, and also
1: the practices for chicken and, and cows are so vastly different, even though they're giving cows. Steroids and they're giving cows antibiotics, but even the way chickens are just so grouped together in this, in these pens, yes. and they can't even walk, and they're giving them they're giving them extra things because now they're so closed in together that they need their bones to be stronger so that they can walk across all this. And they don't have to do that to a cow. Um, but my thing is with the whole dairy and and meat thing and it's like inflammation with the the dairy. Yeah. If you're going to cut out something out of your diet and you're you're looking for, towards being a vegetarian, look more towards being is that a title um when you don't cut meat out, but you cut dairy out. Is there a title for that? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Uh, Cause I know a orthoterian still eats eggs. Oh yeah. Yeah. There are, there's a lactoterian lacto, still lacto eats dairy. Okay. look toward more
1: towards that because the inflammation that it puts in your body, you know, they, they, anytime you have some, some type of um, inflammatory disease, such as arthritis or such as lupus or things like that. And you go to a doctor that uses that, they're going to extract dairy out of your body first. First and foremost. And that's for good reasons. Very good so, reason. So, you know, not only for all the reasons, many other reasons, but just strictly for that. If you're trying to self-heal or even if you're trying to be preventative, that's a good reason to um, take dairy. Even more so
0: because dairy is the number one cause of inflammation, number one cause of mucus. We cannot speak long enough about the detriments of having a body and brain that's filled with mucus right and so because dairy creates so much mucus in our body and mucus is the number one carrier of bacteria and disease in our bodies we're killing ourselves not knowing it by consuming all of these mucus causing foods and dairy isn't the only thing that causes mucus a lot of meat causes mucus Um, a lot of bread causes mucus But dairy by far is the number one creator of mucus in our bodies. And so this gooey fluid, you know, is causing a crap ton of disease in your body. And not only that, it's severely compromising your immune system. So when you consume a lot of dairy, your body can't fight off allergy and sinuses and common colds or the flu, right? So Many people this season was the highest flu season we've had in a long time. A lot of babies and seniors died from the flu. A lot of people got the flu and the it lasted longer than the average time frame. And we can attribute a lot of that literally to our diet and lifestyles. You have not trained up your immune system to be able to fight off these bacterial and viral infections. I think Jay, if you and I ever get sick, it lasts maybe twenty-four yeah 48 36 hours and that's it we're that's bouncing it. right back so we're not saying we're not subject to some of these things but it's very rare and it's very short-lived right because we're conscious of what we're putting in our body on a regular basis even when we're not sick a lot of times people wait until they have something before they become conscious. And by then it's way too late, right? It's much harder to, you know, get rid of something than it is to prevent it. Mm -hmm. So the dairy guys causes too much mucus in your body. If you have joint pain, back pain, knees, aches, that's all inflammation. If you have Mm -hmm. arthritis, that's inflammation. If you have asthma, that's inflammation, right? If you have autoimmune disease, you are chronically inflamed more than likely, or if you're having a flare up, you're inflamed. Trust me when I tell you that dairy lends to those symptoms traumatically. I mean, like be off the charts, right? So if there's anything you were going to do in your health and wellness first, it would be to start drinking half your body weight in ounces of water per day and give up that dairy immediately.
1: Yep. So next thing is, you know, acne and um, skin problems. It's so many telltale signs, but the thing about it is that we contribute these things to other things like, oh, that's puberty. Oh, Mm. that's, um, you know, you might have this or you might have. When you have an issue with your body, always look to what you are eating first go to that. That is the primary reason for most things. If you are having flare-ups on your skin, if you're having acne, if you are having um, anything internally, like, you know, or externally, always go to the source. The source is what you're putting in your body day in and day out. I was just recently telling you how someone um, debated with me about the importance of what you eat and how immediately when you eat something, it's pretty much digested and you pretty much have a bowel movement and it's gone. So how important could oh food my God. really be? Because that should have been your weight what? That definitely should have been my weight what? How important could food really be if you... Basically, have a bowel movement and it's gone within a matter of hours. Anyway, and so, I'm like, what? That's so untrue. <laughs> that is so untrue. Your body pulls from whatever you are eating, and I don't know what's more important: the things that your body is pulling from what you're eating, or the body, or what your body is unable to pull
0: from <laughs> what you're eating. Nice. I don't know. Uh-huh. Either way, I, I say unable. You I say, say unable. What your body is unable to pull because. Um, there's critical or what's called actually essential nutrients. And essential, when you guys hear the word essential, that a nutrient is essential, it means your body doesn't make it. So you have to get it from food. So like there's 21 amino acids, but nine of them are essential because Mm -hmm. our body can't make them. And so Mm -hmm. we need them for those building blocks of protein, right? And so there's essential nutrients that we can only get outside of our bodies. And so if our bodies can't pull that from the things we're putting in it, what happens? You become extremely deficient. Mm -hmm. What happens when you become deficient? Now you're vulnerable. You're essentially what they say, Asked out, you just out here saying whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, what, come on, toxins from the environment, come on, toxins from the air, come on, toxins from my neighbor who sit next to me at work, bring it on, Mm because I, my body is available to be taken over, you know, by this virus, or by this toxin, because I have not armed it, Mm -hmm. right, and so, you it's it's really essential to understand that when you consume dairy you are really letting your guard down essentially on your body on your immune system on your digestive health right not to mention you know dairy is extremely acidic right so now we're creating all of this acid in our bodies in our gut we're ruining our gut biome and killing all those healthy bacteria and inviting all the toxic ones to stay and allowing them to multiply by feeding them all this acid and now we've created an environment where cancer's like hey i thought i was gonna have to kick the door in but you left it unlocked <laughs>
1: huh? i like it huh? i like
0: it that one that came was, off the dome uh, right
1: hey there. i like it you know you own, you on it <laughs> but you, you know <laughs> but you know so let's just let's address what what people always say if it's not good for us then why do they say it's good for oh us? oh my god then why would they have it on the food pyramid then why would they say that we need this for our bodies mm-hmm. so i try so hard not to sound like a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. like the reason but honestly mm-hmm. let's just you know call a spade a spade it's because they benefit from you buying it mm-hmm. i was just recently watching a documentary called food choices and if you want to learn more information about what you're putting in your body please watch oh my goodness when i say when i just when i think i'm enlightened enough just when i think i'm enlightened it's enough never too much there's never too much but they were just um, choices
0: is a, a documentary on netflix guys
1: yeah it's on netflix i apologize it's on netflix and um it's just it's almost like a, a introduction to healthy living. If you need something to just convince you, if you've been thinking about going to being plant-based, if you just had just a little bit of you, leery, just a little bit, watch food choices, please. Mm-hmm. It's not, if you watch what the health, it's not, it's not that, Mm-mm. you know, what, it, what the health was a little bit over the top, but this is based on pure facts. Yes. It's no one's opinion it's, it's heavily um, based on what's been documented and researched. Um but, the reason why they promote dairy is because they benefit from dairy. Why do you think that a cow's milk is promoted over a goat's milk or promoted over any other animal's milk? Because it's easily accessible for them to constantly mass produce the, you know, the baby and get, you know, impregnate the cow and get all of this milk. That's not a coincidence. This is strictly to line the uh, pockets of the farmers and line and line the pockets of the dairy industry. It's not. It has nothing to do <laughs> with your your health. Calcium can be extracted from plant based sources. That's it. That's it. You don't need a cow for calcium
0: at all. And, and, and cow's milk doesn't come with calcium. They just eat the plant. so it's recycled calcium that you're getting from any dairy-based source. You don't need dairy for probiotics and you don't need dairy for calcium. And I'm willing to challenge any physician or any health and wellness expert on those things. It is not a dietary necessity, 100%. And the reason the majority, uh, I think it's uh, 70 to 80% of the black community is lactose intolerant, um, along with 90 to 100% of the Latino community Um, it's because number one, the enzyme that's required to uh, digest lactose, which is called lactase, 90% of lactase is gone out of our bodies by the time we're four years old, right? So we're not even producing the enzyme required to digest lactose. And a key here, um, and I'm sorry, we're because I want to get into some solutions, so we might go a little over. But the key here to remember also um, is that if you are striving to become more dairy free, please know what dairy is and what you're looking for there for in the ingredients. Because sometimes uh, I was speaking to some youth this evening at a local community center and somebody said, well, what about lactate milk, right? That means it's free of the lactose. It's free of the lactose, which is the milk sugar, but it's not free of the whey and casein, which are the milk proteins, right? So lactate does not mean dairy-free. Lactose-free is not equivalent to dairy-free, guys. So you wanna make sure any product that you buy, if if you're trying to get away from the dairy, is dairy-free and not just lactose-free. And so some of the words that you're looking for in that ingredient list are whey, W-H-E-Y, which most of you have heard of, and casein, c-a-s-e-i-n, and then lactose, right? Um, just touch real quickly on how two percent
1: and fat-free milk is not any better, because that's another problem I seem to run into when I'm trying to explain. And, I, and I'm just like, uh, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with you. It's still milk. And matter as a matter of fact, fat-free and two percent may be a little bit more unhealthy because they do things to compensate mm-hmm. for what that that take because any any uh i like when you said a long time ago this is um they are a for pro, a, not a non-profit organization right. this is a for profit organization anything they do is not for your best interest i'm right. not saying that any business that um you know makes money they can't have your best interest in mind but when it's you know a big corporation they're not for the people they are, they're just simply not i mean good luck if you can find one that is but 9 times out of 10, they're not. So when they have 2% milk or fat-free milk, they're going to try to compensate for what that for what your taste buds are used to. That means more sugar or putting some other type of filler in there to make you still buy it. It's no more healthier than the original uh, milk. So if you want to try the, the more healthier route, just get almond milk, cashew milk, coconut milk, or just go completely, um, you know... Milk free and use other things yes. that you know your palate, and and it helps the, diversify your palate too. You've been using milk all your life because you eat cereal. Okay, well maybe try fresh fruit for breakfast with you know some uh, some toast or something like that. You you can completely uh, reinvent your diet. You don't have to go with with what you've always done
0: anyway. Anyway, that's that's exactly right. And so, I'm going to talk about a few more of some dairy free options because we often believe we have to give up everything because we're going dairy free, right? So, everything, what's the great news about this is yes, 10 years ago, dairy free would have been much harder. But now, because uh, socially and as a community and as a society, we're getting more enlightened about these things. So, are the food companies right? And so they're paying attention to our buying habits and our purchasing habits, right? And so what they're seeing is a significant decline in the profit they make off of cow's milk. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things are available to you now that weren't available before, such as your nut milks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether that be cashew or almond. Uh, then you have your coconut milk. If you have a nut allergy, you have your hemp milk as well, which is a great choice. A lot of people ask about soy milk, which I do not recommend. Again, I do not recommend soy milk. Uh, why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> you know, I just like how um, I realize. When people say certain things, that I buy into it much more quickly. Like if someone says "trust me" at the end of the sentence, <laughs> I trust them way more. Or <laughs> like you
0: said, the power of the, the power. Word. And
1: I'm just, I'm just laughing at you saying, I repeat that. Just that, that just reiterating that probably sold ten more people <laughs> on that. <concept. laughs>
0: And listen, I was so in my zone, I didn't even know. I'm like, what did I say? What? What? What I do? What I do? No, I just like, you know, because you
1: know, I'm a sucker for conviction. I love when someone believes what and, believe, and will stand by what they say. So oh So when yeah. someone, I repeat, I like, repeat. No one asked you
0: repeat it. Right. If you didn't come for nothing else today, this is what I need you to come for. This is the message you need to right. leave. This with. is your takeaway.
1: All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go go on. <laughs>
0: So absolutely, we're avoiding the soy milk. We're avoiding the cow's milk. Okay, so that's your milk. You can still have your cereal in the morning, but not the high sugary cereals. But we'll get into sugar another episode. But if you're still on your sugar, or maybe you even make your oatmeal or something with milk, try a milk alternative other than the cow's milk. Like Jay said, 1% and 2% are not healthier, right? That's by volume, not by... Anyway, don't worry about that. Just know that you want to avoid cow's milk altogether. Um, And then let's talk about butter and cream and things like that. So if you're a coffee drinker uh, and you usually put cream in your coffee in the morning, ditch the cream and get a cream alternative. So everybody that makes the almond and, and nut milks, they also make almond creamers coconut creamers, there's dairy-free creamers as well. So I implore you to try one of those. If you have a thing about ice cream that you have to have, there's so many dairy-free brands now. They're so delicious. Ben and Jerry's has a dairy-free brand. There's like a multitude of dairy-free ice cream so you can still enjoy your ice cream. If butter is an issue for you, try the brand called Earth Balance and you want the soy-free version of Earth Balance, which is a dairy-free version for your butter. There's a Tofuti, which is the brand for your dairy-free sour cream. When I tell you, not only are these products available, but they're not hard to find. They're not yeah. difficult to find. You don't have to go to some super specialty to score. I'm not saying they're available everywhere, but they're not foreign.
1: And also, you don't have to necessarily try to, um, you know how people say, well, what's the substitute for pop? No pop. Hello, nothing, water. So like with cheese, I didn't find a cheese substitute. I just start using like different things, start seasoning different. Um, You know, now I put avocado on there. It's not a cheese substitute, but you know, it it, it gives me the taste and the consistency that I like so that I can eat a wrap without it feeling dry or things like that. Sometimes don't try to replace certain things with the exact same match for match. And now's the time if you're interested in being vegan, to explore, explore. There's nothing wrong with that. Buying season, you know. I didn't know what bay leaves were were, were even. I'm like, okay, bay leaves and thyme, and you know, some. Some um, yes. curry, yeah, you know all this different stuff. I wasn't using that before I gave up. Me, I wasn't right because I use the same
0: that same thing over and over again. Yeah, oh my god, I haven't touched Lawrys in years. Like, years, really? Lurie's would never touch my body, so <laughs> like ever <laughs> again. It's so toxic. You ever looked at the ingredients in Lawrys? Yes, I like sugar. Why? It's so much crap. It's so disrespectful. It,
1: is. it really is. Um,
0: but, but oh, we didn't even touch on cheese. We could go on and on about cheese. Cheese has a chemical in it called casomorphine, which addicts you Uh, mentally. You become addicted to cheese. But there are dairy-free cheese out there. But like Jay said, also explore having just no cheese. Um, when, when, uh, we enroll clients over at professionally fit into our nutritional coaching, when we do the week where we talk about dairy, one of their assignments for that week is to go out and have pizza, right? And so I always recommend some pizza places if they're local, or we recommend the happy cow app where you can find these options in your own backyard. And so go out and have a vegan pizza at a restaurant, preferably Mm -hmm. one that doesn't use a vegan cheese, but start introducing your palate to the dishes that you love in a vegetarian or dairy free version.
1: Yeah. So my niece um just recently, I forgot what she ate, where we went, and she didn't she had a sandwich or something and didn't get cheese and didn't realize she didn't get cheese. She was eating it and she was like, Oh my God, I didn't get cheese and I didn't even miss cheese. And I was explaining to her, I was like, A lot of the times you think you love something way more than you do mm. when it comes to food because of that's what you've always done. Yeah. So at some point you probably outgrew. But because you—that's what you've always done. That's just what you always it's just routine. do. Routine. Yes. And I was like, you know what? Well, now you realize you don't even need cheese on your stuff. So it's a matter of believing that it's unnecessary and that you can switch up, and it's going to be—you know—it's going to be okay. Like it's—it's right. it's not an. Oh, you have a burger. I gotta have cheese. You. you have a. And when I say burger, it can be made of mushrooms or eggplant, too. Right. All
0: burgers ain't beef. All burgers <laughs> or turkey. are not beef. Right. We can still use I'm... those words. I hate when we're not allowed to use words. It's not a burger. Oh, yeah. Oh, like tonight when I had uh, took the kids some chili. They're like, this tastes like real chili. I'm like, this, this is, is real chili. That's <laughs> <laughs> respectful. Yeah. I tell somebody, I was like, they were like, what were you eating? I was
1: like, oh, I'm, I got Italian sausage. They were like, you lying. I was like, no, I really got Italian
0: sausage. It was like vegan. Oh yeah, yeah. Vegan. <laughs> That's not Italian. Yes, it is. Right, it's not made any pork. Well, it's not. why is it Italian? So isn't it the seasoning that make it Italian? Right, like, yes, it's like you know, it's vegan, but whatever. Right, they so y'all so judgmental. So <laughs> <laughs> listen, America, we sit here thinking y'all judging. I think we're
1: judging you, but you're judging you're us. You really,
0: truly judging us when you think about it. Um, okay, so we're gonna wrap here and uh, go ahead and recite the pledge. We could probably go on and on about dairy and things. What we didn't get into this evening was, I mentioned in the beginning, our signature dip method. So we're going to kind of leave you in suspense um, and talk about that on the next episode because we could probably dedicate a whole hour to the dip method. And it's our method to essentially being successful in weight loss uh, or transferring to a plant-based diet, um, being successful in business. So we have coined kind of a method that we're going to share with you guys on the next episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, as always if you are in the market to start incorporating some of the many things that we talk about on this show into your own life or your family lives, then join us over at the Black Health Academy for $29 a month. You're getting workouts. You're getting plant-based nutrition. We just hired a new certified vegan chef at the Academy who's going to be doing all these dope recipes um so I'm really excited about that. Um, you're getting master classes on chronic disease prevention and reversal and then you're getting a great deal of psychological and emotional audio lessons, exercises. Tips. I mean, so the Black Health Academy, we're hitting all of those pillars that will help you be successful in your health. And again, that's just for twenty nine dollars a month. So it's super dope. I sit down with black physicians. I interview them and their specialty. We just had one where I interviewed a pediatrician and we talked about black children's health. So, I mean, really, everything is really catered to um, the African-American black community and how we can begin to take our health into our own hands, guys. So please join us, the blackhealthacademy.com. Uh, If you have any feedback or something that you kind of want to hear us talk about on the show, please drop us a comment on whatever platform you are listening to the show on, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, on the website, you can always email us at admin. At the blackhealthacademy.com. Uh, that's admin at blackhealthacademy.com, not the, but admin at blackhealthacademy.com. And we would love to hear from you or, you know, tackle your health and wellness concern as well. Um, but until then, we're going to go ahead and wrap the show. We went way too long, Jay. We got excited, man.
1: Yeah. And I decided I'm not going to do the pledge. I'm going to make music while you do the pledge. You're going
0: to make music?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't question me. <laughs>
0: At the end of every episode, we always read the Black Health Academy pledge, which is available on the podcast at the dot slash podcast. Here it is: I mm-hmm. <laughs> go <laughs> go on. Okay, okay, I'm gonna take it real serious because this pledge is serious business. I'm not gonna let you throw. Don't. don't don't look at me while you're making. Music. I'm not okay. <laughs> I the Black Health Academy. Pledge to honor my mind and body with nourishment, movement, and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which is within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it.